Section 11 of the Vegetable Garden. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Denny Sayers. The Vegetable Garden by Ida Dandridge Bennett. Chapter 9, Part 1 On the Growing of Various Vegetables. There are several forms of vegetables which, while the culture is not specially dissimilar, may yet for convenience be divided into five classes, those the edible part of which is produced beneath the surface of the soil, and are known as root vegetables, those which set fruit above ground, those whose fruit is produced on vines, such plants as are used entire as lettuce and the various greens, and those perennial forms which include the asparagus, artichokes, rhubarb, and horseradish, and the like. We will first consider the general culture of the plants which produce heads, pods, ears, or other fruit, and which may be roughly designated as head or pod vegetables. Beans are a tender class of vegetables, and the seed of any varieties should not be planted out until the nights and soil are warm. Usually the middle of May, at the north, will be found to be quite early enough. In cold, wet soil the seed will decay instead of growing, while the opposite is true where the seed is given a warm location and a warm, sandy soil. The soil should be deeply prepared, and well enriched with old manure. The seed of bush varieties should be sown in drills, two feet apart, and the beans dropped two inches apart in the row and covered two inches deep, treading down the earth after planting. If the beans are to be used for string beans or fresh shell beans, they may be planted every two weeks for a succession, but for dried beans, to use with pork in winter, should be planted early, and kept well cultivated and clean until the pods ripen in the fall. Beans should not, for best results, be planted in a low, wet place, or in too much shade. They must not be worked or handled when wet, as this will cause them to mildew. Therefore a warm, sunny position, where they will dry quickly in the morning, is best. Bush lima beans, so much preferred for succotash by many, are rapidly superseding the pole lima. These are planted, the same as other bush beans, and given the same culture. They come fairly true from seed, and are heavy producers. They make an excellent dry bean for winter use. They come quite true from seed, but occasionally a plant will show a disposition to run, and when this is noticed, it will be well to pull it up, as it will tangle up the other plants and interfere with their cultivation and gathering. One quart of bean seed will plant a hundred feet of drill, and give sufficient beans for a good-sized family. They may be planted for a succession of string beans up to the 15th of August. Pole varieties yield much larger crops than the bush forms, and by training to strings, wire netting, etc., may be planted close up to the garden fence, or the poultry yard, or serve as a screen to hide outbuildings, or 
parts of the garden, if desired. The expense of poles is, however, avoided by planting only the bush varieties. The varieties most generally cultivated are the following. Wax string beans, that is, dwarf golden wax, yellow-eyed, golden potted, and black wax. Green string beans, that is, early valentine, early six weeks. Green shell beans, that is, dwarf horticultural, burpees dwarf lima. Field or winter beans, that is, small pea, white marrow, and red-eyed field. Directions for cooking beans. String beans. Break off the end that grew upon the vine, drawing off at the same time the string upon the edge. Repeat the same process upon the other edge. Cut them with a sharp knife into pieces half an inch long, and boil them in just enough water to cover them. They usually require about an hour in which to cook tender, but this depends upon their age and freshness, beans which are at all wilted taking much longer. After they have cooked tender, and the water has very nearly cooked away, add pepper and salt, a tablespoonful of butter, and half a cup of cream. If no cream is available, use milk and a little more butter. Lima and Kidney Beans These beans should be put into boiling water, a little more than enough to cover them, and boiled till tender, about half an hour if young and fresh, but as much as two hours may be required if old and somewhat wilted. Season with butter, pepper, and salt. Succotash Take a pint of fresh shelled lima beans, or any large fresh beans. Put them in a pot with enough cold water to a little more than cover them. Scrape the kernels from twelve ears of young sweet corn, first carefully removing every particle of silk. Put the cobs in with the beans, boiling from a half to three-quarters of an hour. Then take out the cobs and put in the corn, boiling fifteen minutes. Season with salt and pepper to taste, a lump of butter the size of an egg, and half a cup of cream. Serve hot. Bean Salad String young beans. Break into half-inch pieces or leave whole. Wash and cook soft in salt water. Drain well. Add finely chopped onions, pepper, salt, and vinegar. When cool, add olive oil or melted butter. Pork and beans. Take two quarts of white beans, pick them over the night before, and put them to soak in cold water. In the morning, put them in fresh water and let them scald. Then turn off the water and put on more hot. Put to cook with them a piece of fresh salt pork, as large as desired, sufficient for serving sliced when cold is desirable. Or the pork may be boiled separately and added to the beans when put in the oven. This is less greasy and more appetizing. Boil slowly till soft, not mashed, then add a teaspoonful of molasses, half a teaspoonful of soda, and a teaspoonful of made mustard. Stir in well and put in a deep pan to bake, first placing in the center of the bottom of the pan a medium-sized raw onion, and over this the square of pork, 
pouring the beans around the pork, not over it. Bake one hour and a half. Cabbage At the north, cabbages are usually started in cold frames or hotbeds early in March, and planted out as soon as danger of killing frosts is past. They succeed best in a deep, rich soil, heavily manured, and in some localities cannot be grown successfully on the same ground year after year. In other sections, this does not seem to make any difference, and in my own garden, they have grown in the same spot for several successive seasons. They should be well cultivated and kept free from weeds. The cabbage worm is very troublesome in some sections, but in the private garden need not make any serious trouble. As soon as the little white butterflies appear, the plants should be watched for the presence of eggs, and when these are found and removed, the worms are disposed of. The eggs will be found in a small yellow patch on the underside of the leaves. They are quite conspicuous and easily removed. Early cabbage is sometimes given to cracking as soon as ripe, and must be used at once, as the new growth commences then. To prevent this, the roots should be cut off on one side of the plant as soon as the head has attained its growth, and the plant tipped over on its side. This checks growth, and the head will then keep for some time. For late cabbage, seed is sown in the open ground from April to June, and the plants transplanted into permanent rows early in July setting the plants in rows two and a half feet apart, and two feet apart in the rows, which is the space allowed, the early cabbage. The cabbage fly is likely to trouble the young seedling cabbage plants, and they should be dusted with wood ashes, air slaked, lime, tobacco dust, or road dust, as soon as the plants are above ground. This should be done while yet the plants are wet with dew in the morning. The early Jersey Wakefield is one of the best early cabbages, being very solid and hard, and of conical shape. For those who prefer a looser head, the flat Dutch varieties are excellent. Directions for Cooking Cabbage Boiled Cabbage It is best boiled with corned beef, and should be cooked whole, or divided in halves or quarters, according to the size of the head. It should be very carefully washed and looked over before adding to the meat, as worms and other undesirable tenants are sometimes enclosed within its leaves. The large drumhead cabbages require an hour to boil, while the green savoy cabbage will cook in half an hour, so that they should be added to the meat the necessary length of time before the former will be done. Overcooking must be avoided, as it makes the cabbage watery. Pepper vinegar is a delicious condiment to serve with boiled cabbage, and is made by putting an ounce of the seed of cayenne peppers in a quart bottle and filling up with white wine vinegar. This is corked and allowed to remain for several weeks, or until the strength of the pepper seeds is all extracted, when it should be turned off carefully into vinegar cruets. Warm Slaw To prepare this delicious dish of cabbage, slice the cabbage fine with a sharp knife or slaw cutter, 
and put over the stove in a skillet with a little butter or fry grease have ready a half cup of cream and the yolk of two eggs well beaten together and seasoned with salt and pepper and sharp vinegar to taste turn this over the cabbage and allow it to come to the boil but not to cook and serve at once creamed cabbage slice the cabbage as for slaw beat together the yolks of two eggs one half cup of sugar one half cup of vinegar butter size of an egg salt and a little cayenne pepper put the mixture into a saucepan and stir until it boils then stir in one cup of cream boil and turn over the cabbage while hot cabbage salad beat up two eggs with two tablespoonfuls of sugar add a piece of butter the size of an egg a teaspoonful of mustard a little pepper and lastly half a cup of vinegar put all these ingredients in a dish over the fire and cook with a soft custard add half a teacup of thick sweet cream but when this is done use less vinegar cauliflowers are given practically the same culture as cabbages starting the plants in the hotbed in april and planting out when danger of heavy frost is past particular attention must be paid to the young plants for the first week as they are very liable to be cut off by cutworms when this occurs the only remedy is to replace the plants with others from the cold frame spring outdoor started plants will not give very early cauliflowers but will come on in july and august and are used for pickling as well as for the table where it is desired to grow cauliflowers for the summer use of the table it will be necessary to start the plants very early in the hotbeds or in the south start in the fall and winter them in cold frames and plant out as early in spring as the ground can be worked the wintering in cold frames hardens them so that this early planting is possible which is not the case with the tender greenhouse or hotbed plants at the north plants of the cabbage and cauliflower cannot well be kept over in cold frames if there is a rather wet low spot in the garden it may be used for the cauliflower better than for almost any other vegetable the cabbage worm often causes serious trouble with the cauliflowers and as soon as the little white butterflies are seen hovering around the plants search must be made for the eggs and these destroyed they will be found on the underside of the leaves a little patch of yellow eggs and are easily removed as soon as the curd or head is set and is as large as a teacup the plant must be tied up by drawing the tips of the leaves together and tying them with a string this must never be done however when it is wet with rain or dew midday on a bright day is the best time for the work if tied up when the leaves or curd is wet the heads will decay if not tied up a second growth will quickly start and ruin the heads unlike cabbage cauliflowers cannot be kept during the winter being very perishable and must be used within a day or two of attaining perfection or the flavor is impaired cauliflower is one of the most delicious of table vegetables and should come into general use it is far more delicate in flavor than cabbage 
and one of the most attractive vegetables which appears on the table. Very good cauliflower may be raised by the ordinary culture given cabbage. Cauliflowers average eight or nine inches across, but to grow really fine heads a foot or fifteen inches in diameter, snowy white and perfect, requires special culture. To this end, the plants must have an abundant water supply during the dry months of the summer, watering every other day and cultivating between times. Liquid manure should be given at least once a week, and twice a week will be better. With this extra care, cauliflowers may be produced that will be the envy of one's neighbors, and may contend for the blue ribbon at the county fair. Cauliflowers do better during cool weather, and are at their best in the late days of September and October. A light frost seems to benefit rather than injure them, and tying the leaves over the curd protects them from even a severe frost, but when a frost has cut the leaves badly, the curds should be gathered and used, as decay sets in very soon after. In watering cauliflowers, the water should be poured about the roots, never over the tops of plants which have set heads. A system of irrigation would be of much benefit to this plant. Directions for Cooking Cauliflower In preparing cauliflower for cooking, it must be very carefully washed and looked over. If worms have been present on the heads, it will be better to separate the head into small segments, rather than trying to cook it entire, which is the more attractive way of serving it. Boiled Cauliflower Cook whole, or divide in segments, and cook in salted water until tender. If served whole, make a dressing of cream, butter, pepper, and salt, and turn over and around the cauliflower served on a platter. If broken in pieces, drain off the water from the cauliflower and add a half teacup of cream, a small tablespoonful of butter and pepper, and salt to taste. Serve hot. Fried Cauliflower Boil the cauliflower until about half done. Mix two tablespoonfuls of flour with the yolks of two eggs. Then add enough water to make a rather thin paste. Add salt to taste. The two whites are beaten till stiff, and then mixed with the yolks, flour, and water. Dip each branch of the cauliflower into the mixture, and fry them in hot fat. When done, take them out with a skimmer, turn into a colander, dust salt all over, and serve warm. Pickled Cauliflower Break the heads into small pieces and boil ten or fifteen minutes in salt water. Remove from the water and drain carefully. When cold, place in glass cans and pour over them white wine vinegar, boiling hot if a clear white pickle is desired. If a mustard pickle is preferred, add a liberal supply of whole cloves, pepper, allspice, and white mustard seed, tied in a bag, and scald in the vinegar. Remove from the fire, and add to each quart of the vinegar two teaspoonfuls of French mustard and half a cup of white sugar. Turn this over the cauliflower in the cans, making sure that the vinegar covers the cauliflower, and seal the same as canned fruit. A few red pepper pods 
added to the clear vinegar of the plain pickle, adds much to its appearance. End of section 11